Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer picking up Billy Bones. A pound of Gigano. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to more, or good morning, or good afternoon. Can you show us, please, recording a podcast? Welcome to more just a podcast, podcast. Yeah, episode four of season three. Uh, I am George. I'm here with Sean. Hello, Sean. Hello, George. I'm here with John. Hi, John. We're having a bit of domestic between John and George, by the way, this evening. <laughs> so if you tense any, uh, sense any hostility in the tense, room. If you tense any hostility. or heads or sense. And Reese is here. Hi, Reese. You're all right. How He's you? grumpy because yeah, uh, he didn't right. play for uh, Farnborough. <laughs> How was your journey in, Reese? <laughs> Uh, it was behind two buses, so it was terrific. Terrific. Yeah. Let's start tonight's podcast by talking about the Everton game. Yeah. Shock. Uh, what was our demeanour on the way to the game? We, weren't, we were expecting a nil-nil draw or a 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 loss. Yeah, we were, weren't we? I didn't, so think, we I didn't think there'd be it. as many goals in so it as there was. It. And in fact, John said to me, we were on our way up there, and John said on the train... I'm not really up for this, didn't you? No, that wasn't me. That was me. Oh, was it you? Yeah. You, you, you sort of said, I've lost the love of football then. Something along those lines. No. What did you say? I said, well, I said, either way, I don't really, I'm going more in hope than expectation, is what I said. Yeah, easily, right. easily. Well, I yeah, that, that, that is right. very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. I just said I, I wasn't you expecting us to win. You did say something about, I said that I, I'm not into football at the moment. I, when, I, when we were walking no, to get a train, I said, I really can't be bothered to go today. It's so depressing. That's what I said. But anyway, as West Ham usually do, build us up, knock us down. We started well, though. We started first 10, 15 minutes. We were flying, weren't we? Ravel Morrison. What's but, the interesting stat about Ravel Morrison and his first goal? It wasn't his goal. It was a Phil Jagielka on goal. Yeah. Was it going on time? If that's yet? true, I should win the uh, oh, competition because West Ham official Twitter had a competition. I put Everton in goal, uh, but I believe Morrison claimed it. So No, I think he's been given it. He's well. been given it because it was on yeah, target. Because if it? you hit the ball towards tar- on target and it 
that's how they... So, uh, the interesting stat or fact about Ravel Morrison is he's the first um, Premiership Premier League player born in 1982 to score a goal. 92. 92. Huh? 92. 92 then. <laughs> yeah, is it 92? <laughs> it must be He's 92. not the first Premier League footballer to score who's born in 1992. That's what someone he's, said on Twitter. He's, and West, I he's it. West Ham's first goal scorer from 92 onwards. Oh. So that's not really a stat, really, is it? Really balls that one up, didn't I? Why well, they got the it's year going wrong? Well, isn't it? It's going well, isn't it? Tonight, yeah. First, I get the year wrong, and it's only West Ham. We, we all went there expecting to get beat. We all started watching the game, got into the game, thinking we were doing well. We took the lead, and then we the same old thing. We raise all expectations, go up. We think we get the half time, don't we? One all, yeah. one, one nil. And can I can I just go through the flash points in the game? So, oh, um, Sean, you, you do that, Ginge. Lunge that gave away the first free kick. We'll put the yeah. Yeah. Turn our mics off. Lunge. Poor by Ginge when he conceded the first free kick. He lunged. Was it him done the yeah, first free kick? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the first free kick. He does. He does it quite often. He he goes to, it, I don't know why he goes point. to ground. I yeah. don't know why yeah, he does. Yeah, he still had a bit of do. I don't he know why he goes to, goes to ground, especially out there. They must have, when you've got someone who's a set piece specialist like Baines... There must be talk beforehand. There must be talk. It's Reece, you all go in a dressing room every now and again. Yeah. There must be talk beforehand <laughs> saying, you've got someone here who's going to punish you if you give away free kicks around the box. Mm, yeah. Stay on your feet. Don't go to the ground. Don't, you know, all this He still had a lot to do. That's, that, that's, that's the... Yeah, so, yeah but he does do it. He does like a lunge. He does lunge, again. and I wish he'd stop it. So, the free kick itself, a lot of people said unstoppable. Unstoppable, Reese. Could, no. could we have done anything about it in the... No, it's, it's just a goal. Could the wall done any better? Well, it didn't even go near the wall, it? didn't go it? near the wall. I, I think, think, I think the first one... I think, think the, the goalie I think they're both pretty do. much unsavable, to be fair Yeah, to the them. goalie can do better, but at the same time, it's a hell of a shot. So, Did oh. anyone have Baines in their fancy team? Reese oh, did. I did. Ah, you've, you've come up, but hang on, we, we won't talk about that till later. So then the um, the penalty, so... Still um, bottom. <laughs> Nolan looked like a good penalty to me, yeah? It, it looked like a penalty, yeah. Mm. At least Noble doesn't miss. And then, of course, we're up again. We're 2-1 up, second winning streak. Hey, hey, build us all up. Ha, ha, ha. And then... Ha, 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 ha. Or, or as Alan Partridge would say, aha, oh ho, as you said last <laughs> Alan week. Alan Partridge, aha, oh ho. So, so noble. <laughs> we thought everybody thought around us. I thought he got the ball. And I've seen it. Ball. I've seen it since, and I think he gets the ball. But at the same time, I, I don't. It doesn't look like he gets the ball though. If you see it, in a, an there instant. is a couple of couple of angles from yeah. behind where it looks like he does, and then you see it from. In sort of in front, he doesn't, I don't think. So, I don't know if you saw, but match of the day. Regardless, though, he shouldn't be making tackles like that the, on the yeah. edge of the box when Leighton Baines is a free kick taker and he's yeah, just scored well, He's just mm. scored a worldie before. Well, yeah. also, um, they said uh, Sam Allardyce came out and said it wasn't a red card, etc., blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think match of the day said he needs a new laptop. Is he rose tinted? He seems to blame the referee all the time. Oh. Well, it's again, anyone else's fault. I'm sure we'll get into this later. That's what all, all managers do, though. Yeah, they just blame it. I thought Bartley, but on the other hand, should have got sent off. No, uh, the only thing I'll say about the sending off I was, agree, I agree with you, it was a bit harsh on the first yellow, though, for uh, Mark Noble. Yeah, it's he, kind he, of a pull, isn't it? He, did, it he didn't pull him really, back. Yeah. He didn't really do a lot. What yeah. does, what does, what's the letter of the law, Reese, on this? 
A little so L A W. It's so ambiguous. Ambiguous. Oh, we're using some big words. Big words. Yes. and ambiguous today. Mm. It the words is of the week. It is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what does it say? Though? I don't I must say it, something it, in them to prevent goal scoring. So it's just the ref's interpretation, really. At the end of the day, if he deems that to be, I don't, you don't know. He still had a hell of a long way to go, but they were on the break. Yeah, but mm. they were. So, you just gone past the halfway line. It yeah, so, it, so it's not real. We were two one up. We concede another world class free kick. Goes in the other corner. You see, could he done anything no. about it? No, that no, one's no, harder that one than the first one. That one was harder than the first one. Off the post. You so know. we're 2-2. Two, two. We're going to say, oh, we'll be happy with a point. But Lukaku, let's talk about Lukaku. What let's. What a boy we've missed out there. I mean, if we had Lukaku... We missed out on that boy. We did. Did we? Sam said we chased <laughs> oh, him all summer. What a boy we missed right? out there. And boy. the only reason Everton got him is they were prepared to pay a £5 million loan fee. I'll tell allegedly. you why we didn't get Lukaku, shall I? Financial fair play. No, yeah, well, apart from that, obviously, yeah. we can't, we can't <laughs> yeah. even buy a packet of sweets shit. at the moment. <laughs> the reason we didn't get Lukaku <laughs> is because they put £15 million into an injury, injured striker when they signed him. And they're always going to play him first. So Lukaku was not going to come and play second fiddle to Andy Carroll. It's as simple as that. But what what were your thoughts on Lukaku? He changed the game when he came in. I don't know. I I saw something in one of the papers the other day saying that he he alone in the first half made more forward passes than the whole of the West Ham team throughout the whole game. He didn't play in the first half. In In the the second second half, I mean, when he came on. But did they look like they didn't look like they were going to score? To me, they didn't look like they were going to score in the first half. You just didn't see where a goal was going to come. Yeah, from. first off, they weren't very good. Second off, they were a lot better. They were all over us. Lukaku yeah, changed Lukaku the game. Changed the he's game. so big, big presence. He's huge. He's, he's not, supposed to be yeah. nineteen years old. Yeah. How was he he's nineteen such years old? He's in a lot of shreddies or Weetabix. He's huge. And so, and it was a very brave header. Mm. Yeah, well, done that, well to that's get it. Up I mean, good we started complaining again about the ref. I mean, we really got the refs back. I complained we? at the ref because Lukaku and Joey O'Brien were laid down flat out on the ground and the ref just started walking off. Yeah. Didn't stop. Everyone else was celebrating. The West Ham fans, West Ham fans and players were going up to the ref saying, look, look, they're both knocked Lukaku out. Lukaku apparently knew nothing about it. He yeah, didn't he know got he up and said who scored. And he, he didn't know. And the physio yeah. had to tell him. Yeah. Joey Brown's had to have 16 stitches or something, hasn't he? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. But uh, Lee Mason started to walk away as if nothing had happened. So that's why we all started shouting at the ref. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't anything wrong with the goal. It was a totally legitimate goal. Just the uh, So we had a lack new of striker awareness. Petrich. He came on done all right. I thought yeah, I think he came on he, he, sort of made he offered second more, goal, didn't he? definitely offered more. Yeah, he did the toe back, didn't he? He done right well. He done well. Because yeah, he, he, he sort he shielded the ball. Uh, he had a bad touch, but ball, then yeah. kept it on. Yeah, and then passed it back to Nolan and he got fouled. Well, you know, he's, he looks like he's going to offer more than Maiga. 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 So Maiga. How about the stats, George? How about them? Long balls. Everton sixty-seven. West Ham sixty-seven. There you go. That's a, that's a but we're going to talk about why long balls is not a good stat later. Jagielka sixteen with the most long balls. Rat was ours with 13. And I got the possession right this time. Uh, 41% West Ham, 59% Everton. Which adds up to we 100 this time. We had nine way. shots, one on target. Everton had ten shots, four on target. So that's it. Have a big round up. How many shots have we had on target all season now? Seven. Seven. We're keeping a running total. Seven. Shocking. How many home games have we had? Three. How many have we won? One. We're unbeaten away from home, though. 
Yeah. Just want you to remind you of that. Yeah, but our home form. Winston Reed tops the player one charts one from westhamtillidie.com. He was amazing. He done had a very good game. He did do really well, didn't he? he? He saved us probably a few more goals. He, he put that last two. He did. Yeah. Same. Yeah, he, he did, didn't he? He's looking. He looks class. Yeah, he does look mm. class. He does, yeah. Second is Ravel Morrison. You're right, Reese. You're going to say he won't be there long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be next season. Ravel Morrison, another good game. Yeah, he's done better than last time. He seems solid. Yeah. He seems a solid player. Does right, and his he? first, come on, that's going to give him a lot of confidence getting his first Premier Hope so. goal. Hope so. Number Joey three, O'Brien. Joey O'Brien. Very good again. Very decent, consistently decent. Medibo Meiger, bottom of the list, with less than four. And Matt Taylor. Probably but he wasn't on that long, was he, Matty Taylor? Matt Taylor, second from bottom, Vaz Tay, third Who, who did they take off for um, Matty Taylor to come on? Uh, Nolan, wasn't it? They took Nolan off. Yeah, they took Nolan See, off. They took Nolan, Jarvis Nolan off. Nolan, to me, is just, again, looking like he's lost. Yeah, and Jarvis, again, wasn't a very good performance for Jarvis, considering what we expect from him. Yeah, Jar- Jarvis... Just set up the first goal. It, it, it needs to what do you mean, first goal? It was our up, only goal, really. We set up our goal. Yeah, our only goal. Because the other one was a penalty. Two. Well, yeah. it was a penalty. <laughs> Although, it is good that Nolan gets <laughs> the assist... Probably so won the penalty, didn't yeah, because he? he won the penalty. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I take him out. Yeah, Jarv- Jarvis out. still doesn't seem to look up. No, he seems to blindly run and just knock. He it just across. hits areas, doesn't he? That's yeah. why he works with Carroll and big target men. But no, Nolan just seems to even like, especially without Carroll around again. Nolan just mm. he, he seems to lost the ability to retain the ball. He just the ball bounces off him all the time. So, are we going to hear what? Excuses the gaffer had to say. Go on then, Sean, introduce it. Let's hear what the gaffer had to say. Sam, that match today turned on the dismissal of Mark Noble. Presumably you've had a, a view of it again since the conclusion of the game. What are your thoughts? Well, as always, I suppose in hindsight it's always easy to look at the situation on my laptop and say that Mark Noble played the ball first. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the referee didn't see it that way. And unfortunately for us... Uh, it turns against us in, in not only does Mark Noble get sent off, but, you know, Baines puts the free kick right in the top corner where the keeper can do absolutely nothing about it. And normally you might get one free kick of those against you or two in an, in season, in, in an entire season. We've had three now in the first five games, so two in one particular game, which is very unusual indeed. But you have to give his technique, you know, a real pat on the back. Uh, but like a real frustration for for us that uh, not only did Mark Noble get sent off, but they punished us to the up by by putting the ball in the back of the net when we just got two one up. So great performance by the players, and uh, um, obviously it became difficult for us when Lukaku came on because I thought he made a huge difference to Everton in the second half. But we didn't let them create any chances on the ball on the pressure that they had. And uh, I thought once we broke out and got the penalty and I thought we got that 2-1, I thought, you know, with our defensive record today, we'd see it out. But them two free kicks, especially the second one, you can do nothing about. And down to ten men with the third one. Um, it just happened so quick after we went, after the second one went in, so we couldn't get ourselves organised. So it's a bitter blow to us, um, but one we'll have to try and bounce back from. But having gone for a few matches without scoring, you did get two today, and the first from Ravel Morrison was a lovely goal. Yeah, nice move down down the left hand side, and uh, Matt Jarvis, uh, you know, coming in, coming inside and you know knocking the right ball. I know things a bit of deflection as well, but you know Rav's looking better and better, of course, and uh, and obviously he's um, 
you know, he's finding his feet here, but I think I think that, uh, you know, you can see that um, he's going to be a, a good player uh, when he gets a bit more experience. So um, let's hope we can keep developing him and he keeps getting better. And the rest of the team don't get too down about today's performance, particularly, well, not the performance, the result, really, because, you know, they had it in their hands and they've seen it grasped away from them. Uh, whether that's their own fault, their own fault and the referee's fault, probably a bit of both. There you go, that is what the gaffer had to say. So, again, he's blaming, I don't think, the dismissal. I think it was all over because Lukaku, and it looked like that they were going to score more goals. So whether Nolan, uh, Noble stayed on the pitch or not, I think the result would have ended up the same. I don't know. don't know. We were winning. Well, we will never know. But, we John, you've got a different view. No, I was just saying, there's no excuses. I think the whole thing, the whole season so far, smacks of mismanagement from top to bottom. I yeah, think, I think this is persistent. Even the kitman. Well, poor old kitman. Don't bring him into it. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about Jeremy later. That's the other conspiracy. But, you know, is it because he's Jeremy not the kitman? It's from his his persistence in keeping Maiga on the t- on so the pitch top to bottom when he's like clearly ineffective. Bottom. It's the system he consistently plays as well, which is uninspiring and unattractive. And it's his his insistence <laughs> on spending our last six mil that we supposedly add on another winger when so what we needed was a striker. I have a conspiracy theory. Which has also been signed off by your two favourite people. Yeah. So One of which I'm reading a book. Yeah, well, Golden Sullivan have signed all this Why off. is there a picture of you on the front, Sean? It's not. I'm reading The Sultan <laughs> of Sleaze, the story of David Sullivan's sex and media it empire. It does look a bit like you when you were younger on the front there. It's a 1990 book. Anyway, my conspiracy That's theory is this. two so years before Ravel Morrison was born. Um, I did an article after last week's uh, podcast, I did an article on West Ham Till I Die about Agent Lomas, um, (laughs) of which Nigel Khan put on there on reply saying, Sean, you're not supposed to publicly speak about (laughs) um, these these plans because it will spoil the surprise. But Agent Lomas has gone off mission, as we know. So since we've mentioned it, he's won two back-to-back games and suddenly Agent Lomas has gone off mission. How about the conspiracy theory, Agent Allardyce? So here's a man, right, who used to play for Millwall. I thought you are talking shit. Right? He used to play for Millwall. He's been sent in as a sleeper, right? He lulls us into a full sense of security. He gets us promoted from the championship. He gets us 10th in the second one. And now, in the third season, when we're not expecting it, he's been activated from a sleeper. And Agent Allardyce, now, why do you think he bought... Stuart Downing instead of the striker. Why do you think he bought, spent fifteen million on an injured um, striker, Andy Carroll? This is all part of the plan. Agent Allardyce is a se- on a secret mission from Millwall, and that's my conspiracy theory. Well, so should we wake up now? Waste of their time. <laughs> Oh, good God. Number four on the running order is come and watch the Man City superstars at the Berlin. So this is something John noticed very yeah. early on this morning. Well, I, well done, John. Thank you. I saw Always it. on the ball. Yeah, only because I <laughs> tweeted it out to him. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah, you you're, you're up there every you didn't day. Tweet you're continuously sending these you're news feeds out, aren't they? No, it was an automatic one. I, I manually sent this one out. Oh, did you? Oh, no, you did not. You pressed I did. enter. I did. When, when you, what, the tweet you saw, did it have a www.wgfc.com next to I don't look at you that intently. So this is a Knees Up Mother Brown story. So it was a thread that someone, one of my followers, sent was me. Was it? It was a Knees Up Mother Brown. Well, yeah. before John tweeted us? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Knees Up Mother Brown. It's on a thread of Knees Up Mother Brown. It's all lies. And uh, basically, all lies. it's a don't marketing give, don't give them credit if it, was, if it was John first. It wasn't John first. Who, uh, who did the marketing? This on this? Was it originally on the West Ham website, was it? It wasn't on the West Ham website. This is a advert that was sent out, um, not by West Ham, to West Ham fans. This was used somewhere else in, in, in marketing. And someone from Knees Up Mother Brown got hold of it. And it says, come and see Man City superstars at the Boleyn. And of course, there's a few people not very happy. So let's, let's just go back in time a bit. First of all, the marketing department decide to advertise on TalkSport. And people say, are we desperate to fill the stadium? How are we going to fill 54,000? Then we start advertising in um, the London Standard and the Metro, also trying to fill out. The pre-season family, we actually start selling tickets on Groupon. Did you know that? No. So we start discounting um, on Groupon. And and now the latest is uh, come and see Man City stars whack West Ham. I mean, what next? I mean, are we going to sell? Say don't whack. say whack I'm West sure Ham. Just say, well, come, come and see Man City, Man City superstars. But you, you're, you're man for marketing you're like, and you're brand. Like, you're, you're like a tabloid. But the paper. thing is, where does it go next? Are they going to start doing an offer in the Sun? Collect twenty tokens and go and see West Ham for free. Or, it's or not that. It's just a I mean, where does it stop? Where's the line has been drawn? It's not and that point that everyone's upset about. It's it's the it's the way they've marketed it as to come and see the Man City team and not the West Ham yeah, team. Basically, come and, come and West see Ham the t- team. Shit, we've got exactly. no superstars. Yeah, but you're not going to you're not going to offer that exactly. Oh, yeah. But it's but just like no, no, no. It's just, it's I just think you missed the subplot. Come and see one ineffective striker play up front on his own. I, or I just see kick it, the ball long to him and see what happens. I see it a different <laughs> way. Um, George, and the way I see it, and, and we've got some stuff on Facebook, by the way, about this. I think Nigel was put yeah, a bit in, is this is <laughs> trying to appeal to the neutral. And I think this is a long-term plan for when we get to the Olympic stadium. Yeah, but Sean, they know they've got to get neutral fans. This, this and this is advert a good, was targeted this is a good the comment. neutral fan. It's a good comment on Knees Up Mother Brown from Harrow in Hammer. It says, as I said, our club has no pride anymore. Compulsory half-and-half half scarves for this one. Celebrate any city goals? Question mark. What a sad state of affairs. Well, I mean, I, I literally, I was at work today with some guy who's been a West Ham season ticket for as long as he, I, I can remember, and he can remember, yeah? He, he he didn't get a chance to use his ticket because he thought he was working, gave it to his daughter. He ended up trying to get a ticket for the game and he had to pay for it, yeah, just buying it from the club. It cost him 58 quid for a ticket, you know what I mean? And, he, and then I said, have you seen this today? Have you seen this thing where they say, come and see the City Superstars? He goes, you know what? After paying my 58 quid for that on set, you know, he said, half of my mates ain't renewing and all. It's just... Well, a lot of people are upset. Um, Another article I did was about Viagogo going and everybody's upset saying they bought season tickets on the strength of Viagogo because they knew they couldn't make a lot of matches and they thought they were going to sell them back. But the commercial director, Barry Webber, just... Stop the deal at the end of last season. Well, that was, no one announced it. That was effective, wasn't it? It was. We really worked. got on. We sold it. it. I, I, I did a post uh, over the weekend about this, and a lot of people were really upset and said, well, West Ham needs to raise their game because, you know, they bought it on the back of that, thinking they could sell some back, and suddenly it's been left and there's a void. Now, that's got to be in the financial interest of the club as well. And they can put an advert on the Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Radio saying, come buy your tickets for our 18th sellout game. Yeah. Mm. So why are you having... Well, you know, on the first game, Sarah couldn't make it. And we tried, didn't I? I was on my mobile right up to the end and, and couldn't sell it. And then the next game, I could make Stoke, thank God, because it was a rubbish game. Couldn't sell that because someone pulled out the last minute. Yeah, we couldn't get rid of it. Um, so there is no replacement ticket exchange. So, yeah. Boo to the club. So let's read out some of the comments that our fellow listeners, well, listeners, not fellow listeners, even though I do listen, mm. uh, <laughs> have written. They probably the, need to listen to a different podcast. On, oh, the, no. on the images that you uploaded today, Sean. Yeah. Nigel Khan says affordable football for all. This game is affordable for the wealthy. The peasants can go to the Cardiff game on Tuesday. To be honest, we have no stars at West Ham to view. Nice to know the club admit it at last. Dave Rose says, It's gross, really. I've never gone to a game wanting to see the opposition's players. I like to see the big games and hope we can pull off a famous victory, not to see the overpaid C-word. Sorry, superstars. And Michael Johnson says, Even poor Noble looks perplexed because in the picture there is a perplexed-looking Mark Noble. Uh, what happened to wanting to see your favourite Hammers players in action too? And that's true. Yeah, yeah. What's your mm. view, George? I commented on it. Did you? Yeah, I said, it's sad that we have to promote ticket sales by glorifying the opposition, but in truth, these are the games that fans look forward to most. Another home loss, though, I'm afraid. That's my view. Neutral view, Reese. I think... It's for for neutral. That's what they they're looking to draw in people, the new stadium yeah. and that. But for a diehard fan, it, it, it's it, it's just it's just a low blow, really, because it just it just takes out the actual um, like uh, the, the the fans' point of view for players because they're 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 your heroes. There, you want to yeah. see you want to see your your favorite player. You want kids to go there and see. They don't want to go there saying, oh, we're going to see Aguero this week. You want to say, oh, I'm going to see Jarvis this week. But yeah. you, you have to promote. But at the same time, I understand where you come from as well, Sean, when you say it's a, it's a business and whatnot yeah. that well, you is need it to good promote revenue. Or is it a PR own goal? In this case, I think this one is a PR own goal. Yeah. I, I'm all for them selling the tickets out. And I think it's better 
to discount the tickets and sell them and bring people in and have a full yeah, but if they discount, discount the, ticket, the tickets they don't have to advertise it on yeah. national radio and I, I think I, I know they regionalise well, I know they regionalise it yeah, but yeah. you don't have, you know there's enough people that will it? know that if, well, if you there's say a, that, a ticket for a five you say for, that but maybe that's the problem because guess what I, I hope they didn't claim that um, Everton was a sellout because you and I know, it was one that was pay on the door, and I don't know if you looked in the corners, but there were gaps in the right. corners of the upper of Alpari and um, Bobby Moore Upper. Well, it so it definitely wasn't a sellout. If they're claiming that, it's an untruth. Well, it was not know. a sellout at Everton, so their 20 or 19 sellouts your, in a row your, your ended stats, with a crash. Your stats over this, this <coughs> season is enough to make anyone who's actually just clinging on to the point of view that Allardyce would be all right... This, this continues well, like this. Allardyce is going to get back. We, the, we are going to move on to a new stat in, in a minute on, on launches. Because it's starting, it is starting to look a very tedious watch. It is. It is. Well, one I'm not defending. So, one's gone. Shall we talk about Jeremy, friend of the podcast? We shall. Jeremy Nicholas, the famed West Ham stadium announcer, sadly resigned a week ago. Is it a week yep. ago now? Yep. Um, he was asked to take a 60% pay cut by the club, all part of the debt clearance, he believes. And he rejected it and resigned. So he was on, he, he, he was quite open, he was on £500 a game, and he was asked to go down to £200 a game. He explained that his wife has got an illness and he's the main breadwinner, and he couldn't afford to do that. And he offered extra... Um, Services, you know, to go into the lounge and, and you know, help well, host I, I would imagine that if he's doing that on a Saturday afternoon, he can't really do a great deal after Kenny Ivers. No, I think it take, he, he's a professional and he, he does a lot of prep and he does a lot of work. I'm, you know, um, I've spoken to Jeremy. I've met him a couple of times. met him at the Supporters Advisory Board. Uh, we met him on his first day back, didn't we, after he left that time and he came over to us at... Um, and we had a quick chat with him and said, welcome back, Jeremy. And, uh, and we interviewed him for the first season of the podcast when his book came out. And if you haven't read his book, Mr. Moon Has Left the Stadium, uh, and you really want to understand about Jeremy, do buy his book. Uh, he needs the money now. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great read. Even my wife read it. You're and she hates so he was, he was on 10K per year with the proposal to reduce it to 4K. And it's basically justified it saying that he, he'd... he'd lose out on money if, if he kept that rate of pay because he could do his after-dinner speaking yeah. and his hosting of events and things in the time that he'd be spending at West Ham. Now, did you know who's taken over? The guy who does the voiceovers on the DVDs. Yeah. And we missed it because one, we were, we were late in because John wanted to stay in the pub and he was being a bit slow drinking his beer. Um, I saw the team and thought I might as well just have another we, beer. We went down at half-time and, and we were off before the end of it, so we actually didn't hear the announcer really at all. Yeah, uh, substitutes. People, yeah, everybody said, you know, didn't know if it was first day nerves, but he was pretty shocking. I don't know if that's me just being defensive for Jen, but... I don't know, I mean... Who knows? People don't, like, so, people don't like changing things like that. So, today. It's a familiar well, there voice. is a, there is a petition. If you go on uh, West Ham till I die and see his, uh, the thread there, there's a petition that was started up. It's got over 300 uh, names already to it to reinstate Jeremy. I do hope he. How many does back. it need to be presented to the club? Well, it can. It's not an official 
government one, so it can have anything. You know, it'd be good to get a thousand uh, signatures and present it to the club. But the point I want to make two, two points. The first of all is Cameron Brady, um, as we know, is the highest paid director at West Ham in the company accounts 2012. Um, the highest paid director was paid £427,000. And the year before, um, the highest paid director was 256000 So if you look at that, that's over an increase of over 60% in one year. So it would be interesting whether the highest paid director, whoever it is, Karen Brady, um, takes a pay cut of 60% as well and leads by example. I bet it doesn't. I bet it goes up when the accounts are released next year. Well, she had a massive pay rise as the year we were Yeah. So the other thing we did, uh, I spoke to Jeremy. I, I sent him an email, you know, gave him big wishes, and said, you know, good luck. Big, wish, big best wishes, wishes, best, best wishes. wishes, big wishes. Uh, wish, and he kindly wish. wrote back to us, and we asked him onto the podcast <laughs> oh this week, um, but he said he's still quite emotional, and uh, he thinks it's a bit too early. He doesn't want to say the wrong thing at the moment. So he said he, he will do an interview in a week's time. So hopefully next week we will bring you um, an interview with, with Jeremy Nicholas and he can Who? his side, Jeremy Nicholas. So anyway, we miss you, Jem. And uh, hopefully oh, you come back soon. That's nice. That's cute. Can you? Right. Opt to launch stats for West Ham and others. So, so this is a new stat that Sean's tracked down. Yeah. Basically, so, do you want, Sean, do you want to explain yeah, what a well, launch is? no one else has a clue. Yeah, so what I did... I've been going on, and I have been quite defensive go 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 on, on, on and on to, and to on. Nigel Khan saying, we are not a long ball. And this is why we've been doing the long ball stats. As you've just seen, Everton and West Ham both had 67 long balls. Now, a long ball definition is a pass over 30 yards, okay? Now, obviously, the ball can by, be diagonally or sideways 30 yards, and that's not really a long ball. <laughs> What we're really talking about, and when we're talking about Sam Allardyce and his long ball, is lumping it long up front for people like Andy Carroll. Now, Opta, I'm going to carry on and ignore you, John. Opta have a stat called a launch stat. And the launch stat is a ball, it's a long ball, a high long ball, that's been knocked over 30 yards into an area up front, basically, yeah? Yep. Now, when you look at West Ham for the whole season last year, we were 13th in the league of long balls. So we were way down there. We, everybody else almost played more long balls than us. You know, 2,000 long balls. Newcastle were at the top, by the way, uh, and Stoke and people. You would, but we were 13th, and Sam this actually pointed to that. One. This is last season, yeah. And we were 13th. We were 13th in the long balls. Why were like, we second then? So on this, this is the launch stats rather than the long balls. Oh, right. So this is the launch stats. Sorry. So launches... West Ham are second in this. It's, it's pretty amazing that Southampton are top, and they had 1,218 launch balls, and they, were, they found a, another player 28% of the time. So West Ham had 1,168, but they found a player 38.36% of the time. So I suddenly agree oh, that so West Ham, if we look at launch balls instead of long balls... We do love Stoke are the best on there, aren't they? They were 427 successful launches out of the 10,066. Yeah. 1,066, sorry. And that's a 40% completion rate. What do you think of uh, right at the bottom? Liverpool surprised me that their only launches, 
This why is why does that Andy surprise Carroll, you? Well, I suppose it doesn't, and this is why Andy Carroll didn't fit in. Well, you know, 456 why... launches in the whole season, and it found someone 20... But that's why they brought in Brendan Rodgers, wasn't it? Because they mm. like the, the style of football he plays. Tiki-taki. So, yeah, it shouldn't surprise you. What's more surprising is that Everton are still launching it. Yeah, Everton well, in third with one... This is last season, though. This oh, is oh, this is last season. Yeah, this, right. is, this is for the whole season last time. Oh, all right, sorry. So this is under Moyes, I've not got under... You. So this is the whole season statistics. The not. whole season right. for 2012-2013. Are you going to put this on the Facebook? I'll put this on the Facebook group. So I don't put anyone to sleep. Yeah. They're a bit precise, aren't they, with the launches of a game? Yeah. Well, you've got to be. This comes from Opta. You could just put 32. I got it from my friend's EPL index. Um, ELP. What's that, Sean? It's, well, Nigel said that. I, I, I put a tweet out yesterday because I hosted EPL past index. The point. And I said, um, I said why don't you listen to EPL index? And Nigel can't reply. I would, but I don't know what it means. Numbers. In other words, <laughs> he refuses to recognise English Premier League. I, he knows full well what it is. He refuses to recognise English Premier League as a... EPL, man. It's EPL, very American EPL. Well, do you know what? They haven't done too bad because they've had 630,000 downloads of seven episodes so far. Don't so it may be it on air. They're nearly done as well as us. Yeah, nearly as well as us. So let's go from American terms to our fantasy football league. Fantasy soccer. Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh, oh, that's embarrassing. It has been. You said you were going to do a jingle for. Well, I haven't done one yet, no. Yeah, because John said no, and you follow what John says. Absolutely. Uh, let's, let's talk about our, our <laughs> podcast league, which now has 118 people in. Yeah. Uh, so we've had two joiners since last week. Nice. Uh, Why are they joining so late? At the very they can score points from when they joined. At the very no, top the of the league. Top, top, top is Kevin Marks with he's, his team, Bobby's a, Brave. He's new, on 300. Is he? he? Well, he's the first person to... Uh, he's the first time he's been top, is what oh. I mean. I thought he'd just joined. Yeah. What new joiner make fun no. of your own comment. Uh, uh, he is top with 319 points in total. Are you English, Sean? <laughs> the highest ranked presenter is, again, me. Down with two places. 297 points. Down two places. Away, isn't there? He's nine points clear. Uh, Sean is the next ranked presenter in 14th with da- 289 down six points. Places. John, 25th, I can't is the next what he was with last 276 week. points. And Reese is still bottom, although he's had a better week this week. But he's up 13 places from 45th to And he has 271 points. I didn't put in Ramsey or Remy. We, we could that. have changed it all, and you didn't. I, I, well, I did have them in my team. Reese scored 65 points this week. Way, that's good. I scored. Of, uh, um, I scored 55. How many did you score? I got 48. <sighs> Bad week for oh, you. Crazy catch. Catching up on you. I didn't have Van Persie either. The average this week was 47 and Reece yeah. scored 65. Wow. Did I not play Van Persie? Van Persie didn't play. Didn't play, did he? Oh. He's injured as well. So it was a bunglehor, but they played him. Did you points. say who was in last place? I, did he? I didn't yet. Uh, last place is Paul Gaish. In 118th with 148 points. Pick up your game, Paul. Hmm. Pick up your game, guys. <laughs> yeah. What time is it now? Is it time for this? If you've got a question, there's only one man who can answer it. It's time for... Dear John... 
Yes, it is time for Dear John, and unfortunately, only two people have written in today, and it's me and Sean. <laughs> Does that tell you this feature's going to be dead soon? So, <laughs> Sean says, do you still love Paolo Di Canio, John? Yeah, I like Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> Could you expand? This is really <laughs> Could you expand the qu- answer a little bit more? Then yeah, I still like it. I like Paolo Canio because he's was very good. At what confuses me though is that 332 people have seen this post. Yeah, but no one wants to write in. Why a would question. you not write in a question? I think it's really. I don't. Um, I don't want him to manage did. our team. So, can we honest. come back to Paolo Di Canio after Dear John? I'm going to ask on. you a question about okay. Paolo. And George Bucci says, "Dear John." After another picture of you wearing a wig has surfaced on the internet, do you confess you have an addiction to wig wearing? Well, <laughs> I must say, I do look good in that one. <laughs> Is that so, real? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was at a wedding on one of those photo booths. So, yeah, maybe I have. <laughs> you get a certain age, son. You know what I mean? You George, I think we need to come up with a new feature because... Uh, why why did I get a well, you ask one now. Reece 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 Oscar. Oscar. Oh, you said a new feature. Yeah, that's not a new feature. That's just a question. No, dear John, do you think we should drop dear John yes. and, and come up with a new feature? Yes, we should. Okay, we'll come up with a new feature. Right, Beautiful. that'll be the last ever dear John can you we, heard. So enjoy can, this can jingle. Hang on, can we just can we just wait for the jingle? All right. Dear John. That's it. Bye, dear John. Yeah, I think that's oh the last dear. one. So, question I want to ask. Obviously, breaking news last night, half past nine, we were talking about Paolo Di Canio on the EPL podcast and saying, how long has he got? It will end in tears. Is there any other podcast we should all listen to? Sean? Yeah, the really good one. Yeah. Them all. Uh, I wonder our listeners are going down because yeah. Sean keeps plugging his other so, podcast. Don't tell that. So, obviously... Uh, sorry, there's I'm no sure way you're of sure. knowing how many listeners we've got. Sean I'm, never I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we, we saw the video of him going over and talking to the fans and saying, chin up. And that was a strange one. Have you ever seen a manager walk I didn't over say to it. No, didn't no, so that. He mm. walked over at the end of the West Brom match and sort of said, chin up. And people were remonstrating with him. He stayed about 50 feet away and they were going, we've only got one point. You're getting sacked in the morning. They were wrong. He's getting snapped, sacked that night. I know he got sacked the next Snack. day. So he did get sacked in the Why did he snapped? Point. Did they eat him? Yeah. So Twix. when, I don't know if you remember, on the podcast, on the Fan of the Week, we had the West Ham fan who was a Swindon advertiser, editor. And he said at the time, lots of stuff, antics were going on behind the scenes, that he treated the players like children. He's just, basically what happened was he, that he brought all the players in after the game for a meeting. Yeah. He told them what he thought. He thought they were all shit. Reece they said to him because he's friends with the goalkeeper. Oh, right, yeah. All they right. said to him that they know. Um, the players said to him, "Well, actually, you're shit." He said, "All right, if you feel that way, tell the board." And that so a number of key players. I don't know what key players they were. This is at Swindon. Or no, this is this, this is, is Sunderland. The, the Sunderland. All oh, right, okay. Sunderland. How do you know this then? It's just been floating around and just through people in, I know in and that. PFA yeah. circles. And that and a couple of key players have said to the board and the board have said, All right, we'll bet the players piss off and they got rid of him. And this is a problem I think with Paolo. I don't think he'll ever change and John's he's right. Just, I don't think he can ever job. be a West Ham player. We remember the time when he sat down. He will on the be a West Ham player, he's been a West Ham player. Substituted. And I don't think he's changed from that Paolo Di Canio. He's passionate 
but he's got a bit of a he's screw just, loose, yeah. and he hasn't got the right temperament. I think there's times where a manager, and Reese will back me up, needs to put an arm around you and says, don't mm. worry. No. Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, no, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. But it can't can just be, full on. it can't just be, you're shit, I'm not playing you, I'm bigger than everybody else in the club, and that seems what Paolo's view has mm. been. But he, he just, for, for players, players will anyone. be there at that level longer than the manager. Yeah. At the end of the day, if the he, players revolt, which they did... He might go back down the leagues and... So, that's my question. Again. My question mm. to each of you before we move on to predictions is, will Pal- Paolo Di Canio ever be a manager of a Premier League club again? Yes. Yeah, can do. I, really? I, I think... Because in a few years' time, he might mature and... I will say... Well, I will say now. I will say I don't think he will. I don't think Paolo will change. I don't think he'll learn from this. He will either go and manage in Italy or lower leagues. He will not be a Premier League. I think everybody's marked his card now and no owners will ever take a chance of him I, again. I think he'll be good as an impact manager. I think if you're down there right at the bottom just to get a bit of... Well, that's like maybe at Sunderland. What, what, at Sunderland. I know. don't think for a long term, but for yeah. a short term to get to a kick fair, up the arse. They were, they were going to get relegated. Yeah, and, and, and he, he, did, he did do the... But yeah, by bollocking them. I mean, the best player, what, what's his name... Um, who, who he, he put on the bench he said his mind's he's not in the right frame of mind I don't know but he got rid of Sessignon and he put Sessignon. one again then. that's who yeah. I meant he yeah. sold Sessignon yeah he put, one, he put the third one in on yeah. Saturday so <sighs> for Hull to be fair though he did bring in 14 players though yeah and that's now whoever comes in who's going to come in there it's, it's going to take time anyway it's crazy they've it? got the, they're going to mm. inherit those players a lot from Italy so well yeah now they've got good, isn't he? how about Gus Poyet what about him Anyway, T- this, Tony Pulis will be the new manager. Yeah, this is not a Sunderland yeah. podcast. Let's yeah. go on to predictions. Sunderland. We've got, we've got, we've got Cardiff away. No, uh, at home. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff at home in the cup. We're both. It's still in both cups. Why are you talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, no idea. We're going to bring the kids out tomorrow. Here, is that what you call them? Yeah. Um, Ex West Ham employee has said that basically they're bringing. We the will kids out. win that game two one, and we will draw at the whole one one. My two predictions. Really? Yep. Go on, you go. Oh, right. I was going to go with a penalty shootout win. Mm. And then a, a 1 0 away win. Ooh. Mm. I'm going to go for a loss at Cardiff. 1 0. It's at home, you know that. Yeah? At home, yeah. <laughs> at home. I've just made that mistake again. Oh, oh, if it's at home, it's a win then. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Did you not know? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, no, I'm going to go for a loss in the cup. I think we, we're not going to try. We're going to put the kids out and we're going to lose against Cardiff in the cup because they're going to put their the main team out and we're not going to try and we're going to get knocked out. Hull away, I think we're going to go for it and I think we will win 1-0. John? And the Hull's a hard game. John, if you quick look. I think we'll lose, lose, uh, we lose to Cardiff and we we'll draw at Hull. Lovely. Crazy. Good time. There we are. What timing that was. Been been to move the jingles. Yeah. Thank you for listening to George's podcast, podcast. 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 I've been George. Reese has been Reese. I've tried. Sean's been Sean. Always. And John's been John. <laughs> Pissed off, really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a chain. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you again for listening. Speak to you next week. <laughs> we Come on, you are. Yeah, we are. Here we are. Oh, bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore, more than just a podcast.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.